Hello and welcome to the Atomic Impact Podcast designed to help business owners and leaders with short atomic episodes to impact your business for marketing, sales, business growth, personal growth, and much, much more. I'm your host, Jason Osborne, and I'm looking forward for your business and life to be positively impacted by this podcast. And as a thank you, just for listening, I'd like to give you free access to my LinkedIn mini course to help you get on the right track with LinkedIn to generate high quality leads without being spammy. All you need to do is go to www.impactforleads.com to get immediate access. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, it is Jason Osborne here again with another episode of the Atomic Impact Podcast. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Fiona Jewer. And uh, Fiona has uh, started her career as a Marks and Spencer's management trainee and initially specialized in HR. And in the mid 2000s, she joined a rapidly growing business in the veterinary sector as HR director before being appointed as MD. As part of the senior leadership team, over an 11 year period, they achieved year on year growth and built a multi million pound award winning business which was then successfully sold. And since Fiona leaving back in 2017, um, she has been advising SMEs in a variety of sectors on their growth plans and has taken up appointments as a strategic advisor and non-executive director. Uh, she's a member of the CIPD and a London, mem- a London Business School alumna. And she is now launching a new training business and putting all the things she's learned over a 30-year career into courses that develop great managers and leaders. So Fiona, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. And when you say 30 years, I'm kind of going, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, <laughs> That's I, I a feel long the, time. I know. I feel the same way. It's like, wait, I, I, I should only be 20. Why have I yeah, been in business yeah. for over 20 years? Yeah, absolutely. I, I still feel 20. And, and it's funny, isn't it? Because you you go back and you think, gosh, when I started, I thought I knew it all. And you work out quite quickly that you you don't. So you know, uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's a good lesson because as soon as you realize that, then you're open to learn, which is great. So yeah. Absolutely. Which, and continue learning as you go. That's oh, the other continual. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which leads us in great yeah. segue into our topic today, which is mm-hmm. um, a term that you use a lot, which is sticking to the knitting, which I would love for you to mm-hmm. expound on that. Uh, where did you get that phrase? And what's that mean to you? And let, let's dive into the episode today. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because when you say 30 years ago, and I think, gosh, where has that phrase come from? Because it is one that I have used you know, quite a lot. And um, it's from a, a book that was written by a guy called Tom Peters, I think in the sort of early 80s. And um, it was the only phrase that I did remember. But in, in fact, I went back to revisit it, knowing that we were coming on here to chat about things. And it must have been one of the first management books that I, I read. And um, when I went back to revisit it, I thought, gosh, you know, a lot of the stuff that they talked about then, um, so the book was effectively looking at really successful businesses um, in the States at that time and what made them successful, you know, what what made them stand out? Was there some core ingredients and things that magically made them, you know, made them really successful? And you look back and actually there's been some stuff subsequently about, you know, how successful some of those businesses continue to be afterwards. But the advice and things that they, they gave, you know, that came out of that book to me are really timeless. And um, 
And when I went back to revisit it, I thought, oh my goodness, if, you know, for, for want of a better way of putting it, this is some of the stuff that I bang on about all the time in my courses, you know, not just the sticking to, to the knitting. Um, but they talked a lot about excellent um, companies really know how to get things done. And when I talk about pragmatic leadership, I talk about, you know, that you know, really special blend of um, management skills and leadership skills because pragmatic leaders, you know, move things on. They get things done in organizations. And so I thought, gosh, well, there, there's one bit that, that resonates with me alongside um, the fact they, they talked about, you know, excellent customer staying um, or excellent customer companies rather, staying really close to their customers and really caring about their employees. And again, both of those things, I think well, that's timeless advice. You know, that, mm. that stuff that, you know, today is, is, is really valuable and, and yeah. good companies do, do, do. So the sticking to your knitting or sticking to the knitting um, was one of the things that, that came out of, of the Peter's book. And, and that was really about not saying that you can't diversify but when you do diversify um, you keep your new products and services really consistent with your core skills and, and strengths um, and I think you know as I look back on some of the things that I've done in the past um, and also some of the businesses that I advise now I'm kind of constantly saying you know stick to what we're good at um, but I learned the hard way um you know in terms of 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 that not going particularly well in in one of the businesses that i that, that i ran so um you know i think i i look at it and i think actually there's a lot to be said for this you know and, and it's and and it's a phrase that i will continue to use now in in a lot of the things that, that i do so the business that I, we were in, I was in a veterinary um, organization um, and uh, it was a very entrepreneur, founded by, a, you know, a, a, an entrepreneur. And, and when I talk about entrepreneurs, I, you know, I, I think we, we, you know, I, I use that phrase as somebody who really sets out to change things for the better, you know, either in an industry or, or in a profession. Yeah. And um, that was a real driver for this, you know, particular you know um, particular founder and we were providing emergency out of hours care for pets around the UK so if you can imagine the kind of NHS 24 world but in in, in the pet world and the business um, was really quite um, revolutionary within the actual um, profession it, it revolutionized how out of hours care was was provided and was very successful uh, I think, you know, with that success, you kind of think that you can pretty much do anything sometimes, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of think, oh, we've been so successful over here, we're bound to be successful, you know, over, over there as well. And we um, went to, we did a number of different initiatives, you know, there were a number of different projects on, ongoing, but one of the key ones that we did was um, looking at uh, launching what was a um, pet um, social networking site. So if you can imagine um, the uh, mum's net equivalent in the pet world, and okay. um, this was going to be a social networking site for pets. Um, and, uh, and I suppose one of the, I mean, I still think that's a great idea, actually, you know, I think you know, there's probably quite a lot of legs in that. But for our business at that time, it wasn't the right thing for us to be doing. Um, it was taking us, and it was too kind of classic, it was taking us into a new market yeah. um, with a new product at the same time. So if you think about that kind of sticking to your knitting 
and um, you know, your diversification, but sticking to your core strengths. We didn't have a core strength of going direct to consumer. Um, and we didn't have a core strength of um, social networking. Mm. Um, you know, those were two very different areas for us to launch into. And we hired, you know, a superb team, you know, to, to come in um, both from externally, but also internally. We promoted people internally, you know, into roles there. Um, but it, it, it didn't work. You know, it mm. just, you know, it, it didn't work. And, you know, from a perspective of the leaders within the organization, that would you know that spread us too thinly um you know we're spread too thinly loss of focus you know juggling you know too much um be, and and really starting to take our eye off the ball of what we were really good at yeah. which was providing emergency out of hours care for, for for pets you know that was that was that was our core business that was what we were great at um and it was it was probably quite a painful period I would say um you know for us um for us then yeah yeah okay wow so many questions in my, in my mind <laughs> through all that no no it was great great stuff um yeah. so okay one one thing that that I pulled out of that and and amongst loads of stuff is you said we I believe the word you said is we didn't have a, a market for that or mm -hmm. but what was what's interesting around that and I think I'd love to hear your thoughts around this, Fiona. And I think this is the mistake that people often make is that they may look at you guys and go, well, yeah, but you were in the pet market. Like yeah. you were there. Why yeah. would you say you weren't in, yeah. in that market then? And yeah. can you expound on that? Because I, I know what you're alluding to there, mm -hmm. but I think actually uh, uh, unpacking that a little bit more would be really useful because yeah. just because you're in a... Uh, um, an overall arching niche or market oh. segment doesn't necessarily mean it's the best for you to go into a new absolutely kind of world within that niche if that makes no. sense do you want no. to un unpack some of that because yeah of course I, I love what you said there yeah no good good pickup and and so when um I, when I talk about that uh our model um had been and, and our model in our out of our service was that we provided services on behalf of existing practices around the UK so we were never marketing directly to the pet owner the pet owner belonged to um, the existing um, practices and they just came to us overnight and then in the morning we would hand them back again to their original um, uh, uh, practice so we had we hadn't had any experience of talking to pet owners you know that that just wasn't our, our market at all we service pet owners and we really took well you know or great care of their pets but we hadn't ever had to directly market to them so that's what i mean when and you're right you know it, you know people would say oh yeah great idea because you you're great in this area and you and you help animals and you you know you take care of them you're a veterinary business of course you must understand um the, the pet owner market we, we 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 had to do a lot of learning you know so so not only were we having to upskill ourselves on understanding pet owners um and you know you know what what they wanted we at the same time we were technologically having to build something that we had never had um either yeah. so those two things um were a massive stretch you know for, for us to, to take and the team that we had in were great you know they you know they were you know we had some brilliant marketeers and you know we brought in some really 
um, good people on, on the social networking front. Um, but that for our business was not a direction at that stage that we really should have been, that we should have been going. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, there's just some things I pulled out of that. Mm. It sounds like you guys are really good at tapping into and speaking the, the pain points and the challenges of other veterinary clinics yeah. and marketing to them. Yeah. And so that they bought into what you guys do, how you could mm. provide an, an add-on service to them. Mm-hmm. But to the actual end user, the pet owner, the understanding their pain points, their challenges mm-hmm. and all that, that's not what you guys really were focused in on. No. And I think that's a really great distinction mm-hmm. on those two things. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, you, business going well, you're flying yep. high. You're thinking, yep. oh, worlds are oyster. We can do all yep. sorts of stuff. We did great at this yep. area. Um, so can you can you talk a, little, talk a little bit more about that then? Because around understanding the pain points of your different markets mm-hmm. and that if you're looking to um, go into have a different service outside of what you normally provide, mm-hmm. What are those challenges that you guys found? I know you already said you, the pain mm-hmm. points of, of the end user and also for the um, networking and building a social mm-hmm. platform and all that, which is mm-hmm. man, a whole nother skill set yes. in and of yeah. itself. <laughs> um, but but in terms of, of tips and ideas that you did learn, mm-hmm. what would you do differently? Would you have even gone down that route? And if so, what would you do differently? Or as you said, mm. stick to the knitting. And, and I'd love mm. just your thoughts around that would be mm. great. Well, the, the, the business, I mean, we went through, you know, a painful period. And, um, you know, one of the things I think I would do differently is make the difficult decision quicker. And, and mm. again, this is something that I talk about a lot when I, on, on my courses is that, you know, it's, it's very rare that you regret um taking a, a difficult decision what you normally regret is not having taken it sooner and you know we ended up having to make a decision when you know the, the decision you know was being made for us and that you know that we couldn't monetize it it was draining cash it was draining resources and that's a horrible place to be in when you kind of feel that you don't have an option um, and I think you know one of the things you know with leadership comes a massive amount of responsibility. You know, that's, you know, another thing that, you know, we have to kind of think about is that, you know, you're not just thinking about yourself, um, you know, so as much as the, there was fun in this project and, you know, we thought it was hugely exciting and, you know, we wanted to do this. We had a core business, which um, needed fed and watered and nurtured, um, but also employed a lot of people, you know, within it as well. So I think if I was, you know, would I do it again? Um, Well, I'll go back to, I still think it's probably quite a good idea, but it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't an idea that we should have been doing then. Um, But when we scaled back, you know, and came back in and focused in on what we were good at, um, which was emergency out of our care. And then actually we started to focus on providing um, specialist care as well. So uh, just like in the human world, you can go, you know, you go to your GP, but then you might get 
um, referred on to a cardiologist or, or a surgeon or whatever. The same exists in, in the pet world. Now, yeah. that was that was sticking to what we were good at. You know, that that was an area we, we knew. We understood that that was servicing the same people because it was still the practices that had to refer to us. You know, we were their customer. The clients yeah. still belonged to them. But as soon as we started doing, we kind of reined it in, we came back to out of hours, we started to look at um, specialist services, the company really began to fly. And, and, and I think, so, so there's, you know, it, it can be incredibly exciting to do new things. Um, and sometimes some of us get bored very quickly, you know, and want to take on Me. the new challenge and do, you know, do yeah. different bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, we have to accept inherently that, you know, is in, is, is in some of us. Um, but actually, you know, stripping back, I, I listened to, oh, I'm going to forget who it was. Um, was it Gary Lee? You did a, you oh, did yeah. a, yeah. And he was talking about marketing, I think, um, but always coming back to why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it? You know, why? What's the purpose? Why are you doing this? And I think that is such a key lesson. You know, if you know, I am sure at the time we probably justified our why, but we maybe didn't ask it often enough. And I think that's you know one of the key that you know you keep asking yourself why, um, because if you if you can't truly answer that, then you have to question why you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So okay. Loads more questions, but it, again, it's the Atomic Impact podcast, so I have to, I have to, I have to keep it short. So here, so here, here's the thing. Then, with what you do now, Fiona, yeah. uh, on training, um, can you explain a little bit more about what you do? Is it helping people to get really clear on sticking to their knitting, what they're good at, and being able to expand yeah. out on that? And and yeah. and because, as you said, and, and I loved how you said, well, actually, what we did is mm. we still expanded, but we expanded in the right way now. Right. We, yeah. we were dealing with our ideal clients. So is that mainly what you do? Can you just walk us through a little bit mm. about that? that yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, no problem. And, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because again, I was thinking before I came on here, and I thought, you know, actually, I have now stuck to my knitting you know I I'm sticking to to my core and what I'm 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 good at um so so yes is the short answer I mean pragmatic leadership is 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 my training um business so um I help develop great leaders and and that's all about that combination of management skills and leadership skills and bringing them together so that you you get things done in organizations and you move things forward and if I think about myself sticking to my knitting I you know over the last 30 odd years um, I've been at my best when I have been um, training and developing people that's you know that has absolutely been you know where I'm where I'm at my best yeah. I I also do advise businesses and as you said in the intro I'm a non-exec but also a business advisor and I, I go back to that kind of pain of growth piece of I've been there um, yeah. I've done it I made loads of mistakes. Everybody does, you know. Anybody telling you that they haven't done is is Lying. not quite being <laughs> truthful. Was what I was going to say, you know, in terms of, of, of where they are. Uh, but I think, particularly, kind of in the SME sector, where um, companies are either going through growth phases or um, looking for some support or struggling, you know, and saying, mm. "Well, we're thinking about it." that is where you know that is where I can help so for me um you know it's a combination of everything but I'm starting to stick to the knitting of Fiona Dewar as well and uh 
Awesome. I think that's working. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, Fiona, for people that want to learn more about you and maybe contact yeah. you, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch? Yeah. So obviously I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me, Fiona Dewar, on LinkedIn. You'll see me as a trainer and business advisor. Uh, I have a website as well for pragmatic leadership. So it's pragmatic-leadership.co.uk. Um, but you can find um, the courses and things that I do there. And you can sign up for a monthly tip on uh, or my monthly leadership tips um, and, and go onto my mailing list there. So either way, I'd be delighted to connect with, with people. Brilliant, brilliant. And as always, those will be in the show notes for anyone listening. So you can just check out the show notes okay. there. Uh, so you don't have to try to remember what Fiona just said, make it as easy for you as possible to get in brilliant. touch with Fiona. Listen, thank you so much. Um, wow. It was really great to have you on the show. Uh, I, I learned some great tips from you today as well. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time out and being on the show with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jason. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully we can do it again. Thank yes, you. Yes, cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Atomic Impact Podcast. And as a reminder, please go to www.impactforleads.com to get free access to my LinkedIn mini course to help you get on the right track with LinkedIn to generate high quality leads without being spammy. And please also like and share this episode with others and leave a comment as I'd love to hear from you. This is Jason Osborne and I look forward to sharing the next episode of the Atomic Impact Podcast with you.